Good morning. Welcome to the gathering of Recreate Church. Not just for the benefit of the folks in the room, but for people listening all around the world. Blows my mind every week. Merry Christmas. So, with Christmas being on a Sunday, it always makes it a little weird. So, I, I'm extra thankful for you guys today. Always thankful for you. Did, did some of you open Christmas presents before you came? Are you going to save that to after? Before? After. Lucy says just the dogs got to open their Christmas present. I don't believe in reincarnation, not one little bit, but I've often said if it was real, I'd come back as one of Lucy's dogs. Imagine what a good life David has. He's a blessed man if to take good, such good care of the dogs. You know, I, I got maybe, you know, we, we went through our Christmas stockings this morning. That's a lot of fun. But I'd already gotten a wonderful gift for Christmas. It was a Christmas miracle, really. Not sure how it worked out. Several things came together. Maybe God was just having mercy on me. But although I did buy gifts this year, somehow I didn't have to wrap any of them. Thank you, Jesus, because a few of the things that uh, Katie got were wrapped in the store, um, and then the rest, uh, Alexis wrapped, God bless her little heart, yeah, of the ones, and then Katie, Katie and, the, and the girls tackled pretty much everything else. I didn't have to wrap a single Christmas present, it's a Christmas miracle. So you saw a clip from The Grinch, that's one of my most favorite Christmas movies, it's fantastic. That's, of course, the one we saw was the, like the old one, the old animated one that a lot of us grew up with. And then, then there was the Jim Carrey remake. That, um, that one was really good. And then there was the more recent one with uh, Benedict Cucumber Patch. No, that's not his name. Cumberpatch. Ben, yeah, there you Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, I don't think I watched that one. He was a little too snarky for me in that one. How do you top Jim Carrey? You can't beat you can't be Jim Carrey. I'm not going to do anything that Jim Carrey. If I figure out that, that Jim Carrey drinks Dr. Pepper, I might have to quit because there's no way I could do it like Jim Carrey could. But The Grinch, this old classic Grinch is one of my favorite movies of all time. And it seems that uh, we relate to different people in this story. You know, some people are Cindy Lou Who and, uh, and some people are The Grinch. I saw a shirt in the store the other day that said, Mrs. Claus, but married to the Grinch. I almost got that for you, sweetheart. So I'm not that Grinchy, but I ain't that Christmassy either. Um, if I was in charge of the Christmas decorations, I would probably like write, take a Sharpie and write on a piece of paper, it is Christmas, and put it on the wall, and that would be about it. Maybe, uh, maybe a little bit more than that. But I'm so thankful for a wife and for kids who are super Christmassy and all of that. I would be boring. I'm very thankful for them that uh, I trust them and I, I do what I'm told. Katie did not have me get on the roof this year and put on any lights, for which I am grateful, which makes me think she's loving me more and more each year because I could fall right off that roof and I have quite a bit of life insurance, but she must love me. She must really love me. So in in most houses, there's one person who's more Christmassy and one person who's not. Not always, but in our house, of course, uh, Katie is Cindy Lou Who, the sweet Christmas angel, and I am the Grinch. Wasn't always that way, though. When I was a little kid, I, I was one of the Who's. I loved everything about Christmas. 
Loved it so much. Loved the decorations. Loved the wrapping paper, the gifts, and the, the lights. And I could barely sleep the night before. Are some of you still that way? Just like, oh, I just can't sleep. I'm so excited for Christmas. And uh, a part of me still feels that way. Folks, I am, I, am, I am 42 years old, and my mama still hangs a stocking with my name on it at her house. And if she ever stops, I'm going to be heartbroken. So I got that little shred of Christmas. Besides, where else am I going to get chapstick and little LED flashlights if not in that Christmas stocking? That's what I get in my Christmas stocking. Flashlights, LED, chaps, LED flashlights, chapstick, sometimes deodorant, sometimes breath mints. I see a pattern here. Uh, maybe a message that I'm supposed to receive. <clears throat> Tooth, <laughs> every year, me and Katie get each other toothpaste in our stockings because that's what you do when you've been married for two decades. And we're excited about it. Oh, you got the kind I liked. This is the right deodorant. So I'm shopping for her stocking stuffers. And we're just at this point, y'all. I send her a picture. She said some brand of deodorant. I'm like, oh my gosh, what do I do here? Because there's 45 varieties of this brand. She said, the one with the black dress on it. What the? It's a deodorant can. So I take a picture of the whole deodorant section and said, which one? And she sends it back, zoomed in with a circle. This one. And yeah, there's a black dress on it about that big. So I'm supposed to spot that. There's a black dress. Apparently it's the deodorant when you, you wear when you are wearing a black dress. I don't think you own a black dress. I've never seen you in a black dress. I don't know. I don't know what that's about. I don't get that. Anyway, so for the most part, um, you know, I, we have some Christmas joy in the grown-up world, and some grown-ups seem to retain a lot of Christmas joy, and I love that. But it's, it is a little more difficult to hold on to it when you're in the, in the grown-up world. It does change. Christmas gets chaotic sometimes. Um, you have to juggle schedules. You have to be everywhere on time. And Katie and I have had this discussion. We love, love, love Christmas and getting together, but it's like, hey, we got to go here. We got to go there. And I'm, I'm glad we've got places to go. We don't have as many places to go as we used to because some of the family is, just doesn't get together anymore. You know how it is. The matriarch or the patriarch passes on. You don't get together as much as you used to. Glad we got places to go, but it does get chaotic. You got to have the house clean for company. You you've got to find a way to pay for all of it. That's tricky. And um, I talked to someone at work, and she said, "I got twenty seven people to shop for. That's why I'm working overtime." It's like I understand that absolutely. And then then you may have to spend some time with some people who during the holidays who maybe be family, but you don't always get along super well. Or, tougher, you may be going into the holiday season without some people that you wish were here because they've, they've gone on. It's, it's tough. I, I don't know how anybody else has felt this year, but it's like, I know it's Christmas Day. The calendar tells me it's Christmas Day. But it feels like it should be like November 15th or something. Anyone else feel that way? It's like, uh, is it supposed to be Christmas yet? It sort of feels like we, we aren't even there yet, but here, here we are. Maybe it's because the events that we have faced in the world have kept us off balance for about the last three years. Three years ago, COVID was just starting to come on the scene. And what a disruption to normal life that has been. We thought life was weird before COVID, but it just got much, much weirder. So 
it kind of puts everybody off balance a little on edge. It's enough to make the sweetest soul a little bit grinchy. And to, to make the warmest heart cool down a little bit and the softest heart harden a little bit. The real story of the Grinch is, is how his heart changed. It became something new. It went from a little bitty cold, hard, icy heart to this big, warm heart. Not just towards Christmas, but towards people. I want to read just a, a promise of God from Ezekiel 36. Now, this is not normally a Christmas verse, so hey, only here you'll get something that is not very Christmassy. But Ezekiel 36, 26 says this, and this is out of the, the NLT. I will give you a new heart, and I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. It's not really a Christmas scripture. It's a heart scripture. The Grinch felt like the situation needed to change. Those who's down in Whoville needed to chill out. The people were frustrating him. He felt they needed to change, but, and maybe they did. Maybe they were over the top. But his heart needed to change even more. And that's, that's what needed to happen. His heart needed to change. It needed to grow. I'm going to praise God that where, where there's a grinchy heart, Jesus can create a new heart. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, right now, I pray that you'll speak through these words and speak to us about the new heart that you want to create in all of us. In Jesus' name, amen. From a grinchy heart to a new heart. So in our culture, we use the word heart as like a, a metaphor to refer to our emotional feelings. We know that the heart is a blood-pumping organ, and it doesn't really have any emotions, but that's the way we say. We, we would say to someone, I love you with all my heart. Or we hear some tragic story, and we say our heart is moved. In the, the Hebrew culture of Ezekiel's day, they did not use the word heart like that. They used another internal organ in order to express feelings of emotion, and it was not the heart. It was the bowels. And that might sound a little strange, but you just think about it. You can get in such bad tummy trouble that it gets pretty emotional. Have you ever had those moments? It's emotional. That's... You get some praying done. Say, Lord Jesus, I don't know what I did, but I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You repent of stuff you ain't even done yet. Repent of stuff that somebody else did. You know, I get it. I kind of get it. But imagine, I'm kind of glad we have moved away from that metaphor. Imagine if we had retained that metaphor in our culture today. And, uh, you know, you say, sweetheart, I love you with all my bowels. When I look at you, my bowels go pitter-patter. <laughs> my bowels are moved for you. I don't think that's going to work. So just, <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Hope you're enjoying. Uh, it'll be memorable. It always is. In the Bible, the word heart is not used so much to refer to the emotions as it is... Um, 
It's used more like we use the word mind. The Hebrews spoke of the heart as the center of the intellect, the thinking, the understanding, the inner person, like your, your, uh, your inner monologue. That, that was what they called heart. We would call that head or mind usually. Do you understand? Okay, catch this part. When God speaks of giving us a new heart, He's not just talking about switching out our emotional response to a situation or to people. He's talking about giving us a new understanding, a new way of thinking, a new way of deciding how to respond. Not just, hey, oh, I have warm and fuzzy feelings towards someone who I didn't before, but I think differently towards this person. Now, when you think differently towards someone, it will change the emotional response. The emotions will follow. So keep this difference in mind. True and positive change of heart is more than just flipping an emotional switch. Something going on here. This verse in Ezekiel contrasts a heart of stone and a heart of, of flesh. Like a real heart and a, and a stone facsimile of a heart. Nobody plans to have a small, grinchy heart. We start out more big-hearted, like Cindy Lou Who, this innocent sweetheart. And even the Grinch didn't start out completely grinchy. Now, I know the original Dr. Seuss book and the original animated Grinch didn't talk about his backstory and why he hated Christmas. They sort of left that hanging but in the classic Jim Carrey movie, they did give him a backstory, and they told us why he hated Christmas, and, and um, it was people. People broke his heart, and his broken heart became a hard heart, and his hard heart became a hurtful heart. You see, the Grinch didn't really hate Christmas so much. The Grinch hated people. We kind of get that. It's hard to understand why someone would hate Christmas, but why someone would hate people. Have you been around people? You know any people? You got any people? We got people. Some of people are some people are nice, some people are wonderful. But some people are crazy and mean and awful. Some people will make you grinchy. Um you know those people. You could probably put names to them. Please don't right now. <laughs> Just quietly to yourself. Those, those people who, who make you grinchy. And some of this goes deep. The people who, who you needed them and they weren't there. People who walked out. People who mistreated you. People who talked about you. The pe people who treated you unfair. People who betrayed you or used you. Or took you for granted. You've got some people whose names you could probably write beside that. The, the people who put themselves before you. The people who said they cared. But their actions communicated a different message. People who should have dealt with their issues. But instead of dealing with their issues. They took their issues out on you. People who have values and lifestyles that are incompatible with your 
values and your lifestyle and sometimes those people are in the extended family and it makes Christmas and Thanksgiving and things really interesting because you're coming from such a different point of view. Hard not to be a little grinchy about that. People, for me, people who have hurt people you care about, even the sweetest, sweetest little mama gets her mama bear claws out when somebody is mean to her babies. Mean, mean to her babies. Can't have it. People who were once a big part of your life, and now you can't be in the same room with them. That happens all the time. Let's face it, some people give us good reasons to be grinchy. No wonder our hearts get small and cold and stony and grinchy towards people like that. I get it. You could probably tell us your story and we'd say, yeah, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. I, we, we get it. I do have a question, though, for you. I'm not denying that there are people who would make you be grinchy or, or lead you to be grinchy or to be cold-hearted or small-hearted towards them. I do have a very important question, and I mean this sincerely. How is that working for you? How's that going? I mean to say, having a hard heart towards those people, is that working well for you as far as your peace and your pain? Is that, is that helping? Um, have those people come back and apologize to you for what they did? maybe some of them but for the most part if i was a betting man i'd be willing to bet that most of the people who have done hurtful things towards you probably would not accept responsibility for that is that fair they probably won't accept responsibility even if they they may say ah that never happened or they may say yeah it happened but here's why and they won't really take responsibility for it or some of the people who've heard us aren't thinking about it at all aren't thinking about it as much as we are may not acknowledge that what they have done has impacted your life and some of those people that make your heart grinchy they're not even alive anymore they're gone and yet that who that grinchy heart is still there what do we do about that You know, I hope you get your Christmas miracle. I hope the hurtful people in your life come back and apologize and make it right. I hope you you get that. But just in case they don't, I got something for you to ponder. Think about this. Hardness in your heart will never create softness in another person's heart. It'll just hurt you more. Ah, say so you might want to argue and say, hey, wait a minute. That keeps me from, my heart is hard, okay, yeah, fine, but it keeps me from getting hurt again. That, maybe that's true a little bit. If that, that person who hurts you might not get a chance to stick a knife in you again. Metaphorically, I hope. But they don't have to if you're pushing on the blade. <laughs> that's already there. Other people may stick a knife in our hearts but we choose whether or not to keep twisting the blade there are people who will hurt you 
but they don't have the right to keep hurting you for you dwelling on it. It just keeps hurting and keeps hurting. We, we think the hardness of our hearts will protect us from getting hurt, but in reality, the hurt, it rehearses the hurt, and we hold on to it, and it makes our hearts colder and harder. The Grinch, they did the Grinch wrong. They sure did do the Grinch wrong, but he spent years brooding over the way he was mistreated, and he really was mistreated. And I want you to say, you probably have been mistreated I'm not here to tell you that the thing that hurt you didn't happen, and God's not going to say that either. Trust me, God knows your pain. He cares about your pain. He sent Jesus to heal your pain. He takes it very seriously. But let me ask you this. The Grinch, who brooded on his mistreatment for years and years, did he seem to be happy? Or did he seem very unhappy? Now, I could totally get the appeal of living alone on a mountain with a really cool dog. That sounds nice. I could go for that, for a while anyway. You know, we talked last week about the, how people need people, and we don't always want people, but we do need meaningful connections with people. But let me ask you, the, the, the Grinch, though, he was alone. He was alone with his cool dog, and he was brooding over his hurts. Did it protect him from being hurt again? No. He just kept hurting himself. His heart got colder and harder. It was only after he worked through all that that he found peace. Somebody's going to say, so I'm, I'm just supposed to forgive and to forget? I can't do that. I agree with you. You can't do that. You can't. It's impossible for human beings to forgive some injuries. But not impossible for God. God specializes in forgiving the unforgivable and healing impossibly broken hearts. It might seem impossible for you to ever think or feel differently towards that person. It, it may feel like your heart towards that person will never change. But Jesus came to create a new heart in us that can change, that can be different, that is something entirely new. Now I need to be clear. Just because if the Lord helps you and, and you have a new heart towards people, it does not necessarily mean they get to come back in your life in the same way. I get that. Uh, releasing the hurt doesn't mean there's not appropriate boundaries. There are some people you're going to have to have appropriate boundaries with. And, you know, I'm not telling you to go back to someone who was abusive and, and let them have the same place in your life. You may not be able to do that, okay? And another important thing, maybe more important than that, a new heart doesn't mean the negative emotions will instantly go away. Now remember, in Hebrew symbolism, what, what organ represented the feelings, the emotions? The bowels. You wish you had never heard that, I know. When it comes to Valentine's Day, it's going to be a little awkward if you remember this. All these hearts everywhere, and you'll say, no, it shouldn't be a heart, it should be the bowels. Please don't send me like a... No, I'm not even going to describe it. Just don't. Don't do it. Don't do it. Remember, it wasn't, the heart wasn't emotion to the Hebrews. The heart was the thinking, decision-making part of the person. Listen, listen, listen. God will, un, it's unlikely that God would like flip a switch and your emotions towards a person will just, boop. oh, I used to hate you. No, I just love you. Give me a hug. That might happen, but it's not going to be instant. 
God can help you change the way you think towards that person. And to look at them more like he looks at them, you know, I think that's going to be one of the great benefits when we're with the Lord in heaven is we'll see things from his perspective and it'll change the way we think because that person who is, who's hurtful towards you, I mean, God sees all of that. He's not happy with it. He doesn't approve of that, but he also sees where that's coming from. And maybe God can help us have some perspective of where that's coming from, not as an excuse, but as a way to understand why they are the way they are. Well, listen, when you decide, decide to think differently towards a person, you're not instantly going to feel differently towards that person. We can't always follow our feelings. We're going to have to ask God to change our minds. See, in our culture, using the metaphor we use for heart, we say, follow your heart. Follow your heart. Let me just tell you, that is terrible advice. I don't mean to mess anything up for you, but pretty much every person who's ever, ever wrecked their life or destroyed their family did so following their heart because it felt like a good thing to do at the time, but it destroyed everything. Most of the bad decisions you've made, not all, but most of the bad decisions you've made, I'm willing to bet they felt like a good decision at the time. We can't always follow our feelings. Even the Grinch didn't start with an emotional response. When he changed, he stopped and he thought, right? His mind was changed. Say, wait a minute. Christmas isn't what I thought it was. Christmas is something else entirely. Something much more than my interpretation. And let me tell you. God can help you change the way you think about people and the way you feel about them will follow. But it's very unlikely to be in the other way. We want it the other way. So I don't want to be mad at them anymore. I don't want to have bad feelings towards them anymore. Well, probably what will have to happen first is the way you think about them is going to have to change. God can put a new heart in you. And if this was written in... 2022 that word might have been mind if ezekiel had been communicating this today he might have said god will take this mind this old mind out of you and put a new mind in you that would be a little closer to how we use the term jesus came to change our minds in part now you might say it'll take a miracle for me to think differently or feel differently about those people that make me grinchy and you're right it will take a miracle the lord sent us a miracle and his name is jesus he's the miracle the lord sent us somebody to make it possible to have a soft heart even towards those who've hurt us this person experienced pain and rejection and abuse by people who should have loved him he was hated and mistreated and publicly humiliated by those who should have cared about him they even framed him and put him on death row he had every reason to have a heart full of hate but even as he was dying jesus forgave the people who were killing him he refused to be a prisoner of what had been done to him and through him we don't have to be a prisoner of what's been done to us we don't have to be a prisoner of what we've done. We can have freedom in Jesus. A new heart, a new way of thinking, a new way 
of looking at people and those feelings, they will follow. You say, oh, I don't think I'm strong enough for that. Hey, you don't have to be strong enough for that. You don't. God's strength is the strength you'll have to rely on. I mean, we, we, we don't have the strength. We need that miraculous strength, the strength of ten Grinches plus two, as it says in the movie. It's pretty raw stuff. I know I'm supposed to preach a feel-good Christmas message, in it, but it kind of is, y'all. It kind of is. Because there's a different kind of feel-good. There's the happy, bubbly, hey, away in a manger, no crib for a bed. Little Lord Jesus, no crying he makes. Oh, he was crying. I'm sure he was, because he was a human like us. He was a person, God in human flesh. Uh, but this is, man, let me tell you, the long-term feel-good is when you don't have to hold on to the hurt anymore. That feels good, y'all, to finally let go of the hurt that's been hurting you for so long. To let go. We think by holding on to the hurt, we're holding that person accountable when most of the time they won't even agree they've done anything wrong or they may not even be around. Releasing the hurt means we get rele- we release ourselves, not them. We release ourselves. And God can do that. Jesus can do that. That's why he sent Jesus. And I just, I just want to go to the Lord in prayer right now. Will you pray with me? Father, this Christmas season, we confess that our hearts are grinchy towards some people. And you know why. You know the story better than we do. You know how people have been hurt. You know how people have been mistreated. Lord, I pray. I pray that you will give us the strength to change the way we think about those people. Create in us that new heart, or as we might say it, a new mind that you've promised. And Lord, may we have a new mind towards you. If this Christmas season we're holding anything against you, any disappointment against you, any unmet expectation against you, God, I pray you will give us a new heart, that you'll change our minds towards you, that we may see things from your point of view, from your perspective. And thank you, Lord, for the strength that comes through Jesus. God, I pray for everyone receiving this message, that they would trust in Jesus, that they would confess their sins, and trust in Him. God, we give you the glory this Christmas season and every day in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, Merry Christmas. You get a shorter message this morning. Merry Christmas. I told Isabel this morning, she said, something about being tired. I said, hey, guess what? The message is going to be shorter. She said, how much shorter? I said, one full page of notes shorter, which uh, turns out, Someone said I'm kind of long-winded, but that's all right. I'll pr- tell you what. The trick, hey, if you ever have to do any public speaking, the trick, no matter how long it is, is quit talking before they want you to quit talking. Because if you're still talking when they want you to quit, you've talked too long. And there you go. There's your little Christmas bonus this year. Thank you so much. I'm going to send you out with a little music. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful Christmas. And I guess I'll, I'll see you next year. There's my, your dad joke for the day. Take care. God bless.